Celebrity Tumor presents Delivery Twitchy pulled me over to emphasize how special this run was. No need to grab my arm. There was enough in his glare. Anyway, after that bit of unpleasantness, I saddled up. Wasn't too hard on the paper map. Out there, though. Rural. Took 40 minutes of me stirring my stumps, but I found it. Big-ass gate stitched into the woods. Fresh asphalt drive. Black tar. I had to get out and buzz the intercom. Remember kicking rocks and spitting while I waited? Remember nearly pissing myself when that voice burst through? Yes, below state. Delivery? Oh. The buzzer growled back, offended. A screeching dragged under the gate as it opened slow mechanical grind. I drove through. That driveway was long, Jimmy. I shit you not. Takes deep pockets to line a mile-long driveway with old pine bonsai. Manicured, too. I slowed the car as the woods unfolded to a lush and immaculate lawn. There was a roundabout with a giant marble fountain, clean water pouring from it, the air, too. Everything smelled clean. Like after a thunderstorm. Sky extra blue. Got out and made my way to a huge wooden door. I reckon must have been Bobinga from the pattern. About eight foot. A small chain hung down in front of the door. Curious ornament attached to it. Two metal balls fused into one another and a Saturn-like ring around them. I pulled the chain. A huge church bell shook that door, could feel it under my feet, like a rogue wave upsetting the marrow. Hell, I thought it was the rapture. (laughs) Mm. Footsteps echoed louder and louder. I stepped back when several bolts unlocked in succession. The door creaked open. A tall, lanky fella stood at least six and a half feet, looking down at me. Looked real unhappy, too. Courier, supposed to pick up something here? I nodded toward the clipboard. A Mr. M. Pillows? Mr. Pillows is on a sabbatical. He was a tenor at best. Low voice and funny accent. Another thing, Jimmy. He was wearing a proper suit, sure. But something was off. The skin all around his face looked like wax. Like he wasn't quite real. You know what I mean? Wait. I stood there, and he walked back into the manor. That's the best I can do. Too big to say house. Too big for that manor. Now, waiting there, the door stayed open. This much I remember. I remember it because of the smell. Now, Jimmy, growing up in West Virginia, you find yourself accustomed to hot and wet summers. Every year we had a scorcher, wreaked havoc on the crops. 
us kids spent all day in the pool or running through sprinklers. Mama smoked ham. Reckon her mama did too when great-grandma owned back a spell. I'm saying, we know how to smoke a hog. But that summer, something happened in the cellar. We grew up loving the smell that came from the cellar. But this day, mama opened the door and a furious stink filled the house. The ham had spoiled. This is the smell that came running out the pillow's manor. Rotten meat. It punched me, really. Stepped back. Took my eyes a while to focus, Jimmy. When they did, I noticed something jutting out behind an open door. Hospital bed and a river of wires. Them wires were all coming from a bandaged up body to a heart monitor. Could hear the beeps just over all the flies. Sounded like the fellow was aching something awful. The tall man returned, holding an envelope. He held out that small package with both hands, like it was the most precious thing in the world. I took it from him slowly, with both my hands. No idea why I did that. Instinct, maybe. Perfect nails pointed at the address, scrawled across it in Sharpie. Now, this wasn't one of Twitch's long runs, but it wasn't no hop and skip neither. Reckon it took me nearly an hour to get to that next address. Most of that time was spent with the windows down on account of that smell stuck to the envelope. The paper map took me deep into South Petersburg, way out, back into the woods again. Jim, this part I gotta be clear on. We picked up and dropped off in a lot of industrial parks back then. Ain't nothing strange about that. Weed shot up from cracks in that faded asphalt, straight and fearless. The building was a single story decorated in long water stains. Green mold left paths from the corners of shuttered windows. Kinda sad, really. I'm telling you, that place looked like ain't nobody stepped a foot anywhere near it since cocaine and glitter balls. It was ugly. Looked empty, too. Doors and windows boarded up. Plywood, sometimes newsprint. I tried a few doors before I got one that opened. Quieter than you'd expect from that much rust. Inside, wasn't any fancier, Jimmy. I tell you that much. Big old chunks of drywall scattered about the pink linoleum floor. More of a coral, but who's counting? That linoleum had more than a couple decades dragged over it, often curling up in revulsion like it'd seen too much. Thick layer dust lined a countertop. Didn't feel like anyone was home, so I hollered. Heavy mauve drapes hung behind the counter. Real hideous squeaking crawled out from the little space in the drapes. Them drapes were slowly pulled aside from a crudely whittled stick. A pair of bandaged stumps eased through the drapes. Middle-aged lady saddled in an ancient wheelchair. The bandages were soaked through, all red and brown, in that sickly yellow you see on wounds. She wheeled herself out slowly. Each turn of the wheels was escorted by that screeching. Now one eye was covered in a medical eye patch, but that other one was firmly locked on me. 
deep trenches in her forehead, but couldn't tell you if that was on account of the stumps or my standing there. Afternoon, ma'am. That eye didn't waver. Here to drop off a package? No respite from the glare. After the uncomfortable stare down, she slowly nodded her head and extended her arm. I gave her the envelope. You'd have thought I would have bolted, seeing how things were back then. But I hung back a beat, got curious about the room behind the drapes. Stumpy wasn't too careful going back through those drapes, enough left flapping to show me that back room. Bright, Jimmy, real bright back there. Someone threw down for the extra watts on those fluorescents. She wheeled herself over to one of the three technicians bustling about the bright room. Floor was white tile and clean. Parts of the wall were painted, but a section was exposed drywall, gray and sad. Looked medical, lab or something. There was also a real big hole busted into that drywall, mostly out of view. The tech in the lab coat took the envelope and stared intently at the amputee for a moment. Fingers ripped through the envelope like cheetah rending muscle from bone. Something funny about her fingernails, too. Off, somehow. She pulled out two sheets of x-rays from the envelope, and Stumpy wheeled herself out of sight. The tech wasted no time slapping the x-rays on the light board. She stepped back. Now memory is a real bitch, Jimmy. You of all people get this. Why you're here, ain't it? I'll tell you what's hiding behind my lids. The first set of x-rays were hands. Normal looking, too. I ain't a doctor, but didn't see any broken bones. But that was at first glance. Not that it were cracks that caught my attention, mind you. Something else. Real hard to see, but something hid behind those hands. Or grew from them. Like another set of bones. Darker. Set just behind the normal bones. Man, it's tough to explain. I mean, like, they were there, but only just. Best I can say is they were trying to be there. Around this time, one of the ladies in lab coats caught me peering in, turned and walked quick and angry-like to the drapes, shutting them with a big-ass whoosh. Last thing I saw was a couple of the technicians crouching down to go in and out of that big hole busted in the drywall. They were holding things wrapped in butcher paper. Wet things. Ain't gotta explain why I hauled ass now, do I? Shit, Jim. That were the one, son. Broke that camel's back. Twitchy slipped me a couple of C-notes and gave me real firm directions to keep what I seen to myself. Reckon that extra cash was all the incentive I needed back then to pack up and move to Jersey. Mark, I need to ask you about something Jimmy said. It's important, mate. Did he ever disclose the location of that Canadian mine? I have a team researching that, but those fuckwits haven't found shit. Appreciate anything you can get to me. Just worried about him, you know?
have reached the rejected institute. This is the extension for Dr. Sergei Bruknemko of the Paleopsychology Department. Please leave a detailed message after the tone. Hello, it's Anna Verobova. I call about my little Danny. He speaks the carpet, rolls around on it, you know, uh, like snake. Hey, it's Bruce, wondering if I can bump my appointment up earlier this week. Uh, Tuesday? Um, I started having the dreams again. Just like you said I would. Hi, this is Catherine Screebles. I'm calling about my husband again. It still says he's fine, but something is off. Delivery is a podcast distributed by Celebrity Tumor and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share alike international license. For information pertaining to the episodes, cast list and attributions, please visit deliverypodcast.com.